Hi, and welcome to the BPD Bravery Show, where we discuss tips, strategies, struggles, triumphs, and success stories related to borderline personality disorder. Here is your host, Faye Green. Hey everyone and welcome to the BPD Bravery Show. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast today. How are you doing? I hope you're all doing well. Those of you who have listened to the podcast on a weekly basis know that Fluffy means the world to me and he is not feeling well right now. So um, yeah, it's been kind of challenging at my end. I hope that you are all having a wonderful week and preparing for a great weekend. This episode will be on emotion regulation. When someone asks you, how are you, right? You're at the grocery store and the clerk asks, how are you? And you're like, and your response is, I'm fine. Are you fine? Are you really fine? Or is it, I'm fine, I'm feeling, I'm not expressing? Well, I personally don't say I'm fine. I usually say that I feel like shit or it's been rough. And it's interesting because so many times people will respond the same here. At least there's someone to listen to them to actually acknowledge what they're saying and not just saying I'm fine and just go on your way. Even if I never see the person again, just expressing how I feel, I feel shitty. I don't have to tell them why and my whole sob story, but it's been rough. And then they can say, I'm sorry, I hope your day gets better. But I always ask them, and how are you, right? And sometimes they say, I'm fine. And sometimes they say, same here, having it rough. And just that, for someone to be able to say that, even if they don't share anything more, can really make a difference in someone's day. So sometimes it's good to just be honest. So before I go into the uh, emotion regulation, I want to talk about some myths about emotions. There are very many myths about emotions. Let's go through some of them. For example, there's a right way to feel in every situation. Let's challenge that. Every person responds differently to a situation. There is no correct way. So if your challenge is, I shouldn't be feeling so anxious, sad, depressed, I need to get rid of these feelings ASAP, take a step back, challenge it. Is that true? Because if you're feeling it, you're feeling it for a reason. Now, you don't always have to act on it, but feelings are there for a reason. Another myth, very common one, letting others know that I'm feeling bad is a weakness, as I just expressed, saying I'm fine. Now, challenge it. Sometimes letting others know that I'm feeling bad is a healthy form of communication. Third myth. Negative feelings are bad and destructive. Challenge it. Negative feelings are natural responses. They can help you create a better understanding of the situation, a better future. What about some emotions are stupid? Challenge that. Every emotion indicates how I'm feeling in a certain situation. All emotions are useful to help me understand what I'm experiencing. So when you think I shouldn't feel this way, challenge it. Because you're feeling this way for a reason. Let's talk about another myth. All painful emotions are a result of bad attitude. So, it is my attitude that is causing my painful emotions. Is that true? Or is that a myth? The challenge would be all painful emotions are natural responses to something. Painful emotions are part of the human experience. What about if others don't approve of my feelings, I obviously shouldn't feel that way. Challenge it. Challenge it and say... Something like, I have every right to feel the way I do, regardless of what other people think. What about other people are best judges of how I'm feeling? How can we challenge that? Challenge it with, I am the best judge of how I feel. Other people can only guess how I feel. Ooh, another big one. 
Painful emotions are not important and should be ignored. Now, painful emotions can be warning signs telling you that a situation you're in is not good, right? So painful emotions shouldn't always be ignored. Look into it. Why am I feeling this way? And now another one that's going to lead us into emotion regulation is, oops, Fluffy is seeing a squirrel outside. So the last one that's going to lead us into emotion regulation is extreme emotions get you a lot further than trying to regulate your emotions. Extreme emotions can often cause trouble for you and for other people. So if an emotion is not effective, emotion regulation is a very good idea. Hey there, warriors. Before we dive into our episode today, I wanted to take a moment to give a special shout out to our wonderful sponsor, HopeForBPD.com. If you've been a part of this journey, you know that I don't just bring you stories and expert advice. I also am on the lookout for resources that can make your journey with BPD more manageable and more hopeful. Hope for BPD is that resource, a beacon of hope. Whether you're personally affected by BPD or you're supporting a loved one through their journey, this platform is here to assist you in every step of the way. Hope for BPD provides confidential and compassionate treatment consultation, information and research about evidence-based treatments, ongoing solution-focused and non-judgmental support for individuals with BPD and family members, and so much more. BPD isn't something you have to face alone or in the dark. So visit their website, at hopeforbpd.com to learn more about their services and find that glimmer of hope you've been looking for. Because remember, no matter how tough it gets, there's always hope. And now back to our show. Now, what is emotion regulation? Let's discuss emotion regulation. Emotions. What do emotions do for you? I used to say that I don't want to feel anything. I don't want to have emotions. Just live without emotions. Wouldn't that be easy? Especially for those of us who live with borderline personality disorder and can understand. But honestly... We have emotions for a reason. Emotions motivate us for action. Emotions motivate our behavior. Emotions prepare us for action. And the action urge can be a specific emotion that is hardwired in our biology. Emotions save time in getting us to act in important situations. For example, if there's a life-threatening situation, if someone's in danger, it is your emotions that's going to drive you to take action. Emotions can be especially important when we don't have time to think things through. Strong emotions help us overcome obstacles in our minds and in our environment. So if we have a strong emotion, we realize, wait a sec, why am I feeling this way? I'm feeling this way for a reason. And then you have the opportunity to change it and make things better. What else do emotions do for us? Emotions communicate to others. Facial expressions are hardwired aspects of our emotions. And facial expressions communicate faster than words. When you look at someone and you know, "Uh uh-oh, she's mad or she's happy. Our body language and voice tone can also be hardwired. Like it or not, they also communicate our emotions to, to others. When it is important to communicate to others or send a message, it can be very hard to change our emotions. Whether we intend it or not, our communication of emotions influence others. Now, what about ourselves? Emotions communicate to ourselves, too. Emotional reactions can give us important information about a situation. Emotions can be signals or alarms that something's happening. Gut feelings can be like intuition, a response to something important about the situation. Now, this can be very helpful if our emotions get us to check out the facts. Caution, though. Sometimes we treat emotions as if they are facts about the world. The stronger the emotion, the stronger our belief that the emotion is based on a fact. Example, if I feel unsure... I am incompetent. If I get lonely when I'm left alone, I shouldn't be alone ever. If I feel confident about something, oh, it must be right. If I'm afraid, 
there must be danger. If I love that person, they must be okay. Those things could get us in trouble. So you gotta treat emotions with caution, and we'll talk about it more in a couple of minutes. If we assume that our emotions represent facts about the world, we may use them to justify our thoughts or our actions. This can be trouble if our emotions get us to ignore all the facts. So we gotta check the facts too. Yes, do not ignore your emotions. Your emotions are there for a reason. But now, once you feel it, check the facts. When you're struggling to deal with emotions and you're often overwhelmed by them, there's a strong urge to shut them down. Detach or ignore the feelings. I know that I personally struggle with this. And by doing so, you are depriving yourself of the opportunity to learn about your emotions. Without understanding your emotions, you will never be able to regulate them effectively. And some people really struggle to describe their emotions. There's a term for it. It's, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's uh, spelled A-L-E-X-I-T-H-Y-M-I-E. And that describes this phenomena, and I'm pretty sure that I have it. (laughs) Don't always self-diagnose, but, you know, I don't know. It's, It's possible, is what I'm saying. And the word takes its root from lexicon, which means words, and thymia, which means temper. So it means no words for the mood. So sometimes it's just difficult to describe them. And for those of you who need a little bit more help in describing your emotion, there is the emotional the emotion wheel. Um, you could Google it, uh, find it online. And it's a wheel that has a lot of emotions on it. It could help you identify which emotion you are feeling. And so to start to resolve this, you could use the acronym called LEAN, which is lean into your emotions. This skill helps you to identify the four components of emotions which are most notable in the basic six emotions. What are the basic six emotions? Joy, surprise, fear, anger, disgust, sadness. So one, emotions are felt in a specific part of the body. Location, lean. L is for location. Where do you feel it in your body? E, expression. What are you showing others in your face or body language? Emotions generate specific facial expressions and body postures that allows us to communicate non-verbally. A. Action urge. What is the emotion urging you to do? So emotions motivate us to take specific action. And N. Name. Which label fits the emotion best? So emotions are subjective internal experiences. Now name it. Is it joy? Is it hopelessness? Is it helplessness? Is it hopefulness? So that's lean. Location, where in the body do you feel it? Expression, what are you showing to others? Your face and body language. A is the action urge. What is your emotion urging you to do? And N is name it. Name the emotion that you're feeling. And again, like I said, if you have trouble naming your emotions, there is an emotion wheel. Just check it out. It can be really helpful. So you figured out what the emotion is. You named it. Now what? First is check the facts. Do the facts justify the emotion or the intensity of the emotion? Now, what if it doesn't? Then you'll have to do opposite action. So use opposite action where your emotions do not fit the facts or when acting on your emotions is going to be ineffective. Every emotion has an action urge. Change the emotion by opposite action to its action urge. For example, fear. You're feeling fear. That's your emotion. Your action urge is to run away or to avoid it. What would be the opposite action? Approach it. Don't avoid it. A personal example is that I was having severe anxiety 
couple of weeks ago, and especially when I thought of going to Brooklyn. I'm in North Carolina, and every time I thought of driving up to Brooklyn, I got severe anxiety. And it wasn't about the drive, it was being in Brooklyn. I was afraid that I'll be miserable, I'll be really depressed, etc. took me a while, but I, I had to go. I just, I had to drive out, and I knew that it's going to take me a while to drive, there's going to be a long drive, and if I feel like I can't do it, I'll turn around and come back. But I had to take that step, I had to, I forced myself to actually go to Brooklyn, and guess what, I had an amazing time. So that was something that I was trying to avoid. There was fear. The emotion was fear, extreme fear. The action urge was to avoid going. And I had to go just to prove to myself that I'll be okay and I can do it. That the fear is not based on facts. And it worked. It did. Okay, next, another emotion. Anger. The action urge could be attack. The opposite action is gently avoid or be a little nice to the person. Now, this can be a hard one. I know. It's not easy. What about sadness? Sadness, you want to withdraw and isolate. Something I do an awful lot, and it's, it's not good. It's so unhealthy. The opposite action would be get active. Surround yourself with people. And sometimes it's easier than others. For example, now I'll go back to like being in Brooklyn. It was a lot easier for me to be surrounded by people be social versus in North Carolina where I don't have as many friends and it's more like suburbs. It's not, there aren't as many people. It's a lot harder to do that. It takes a lot more um, energy and planning and pushing myself to not be as isolated. Let's go to the emotion shame. The action urge would be to hide or avoid. Opposite action is tell the secret to someone who will accept it, who won't judge you. So I'm going to give you a step-by-step method of doing opposite action. Step one, identify and name the emotion you want to change. Step two, check the facts. See if your emotion is justified by the facts. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Another thing to check is check whether the intensity and the duration of the emotion fits the facts. Because sometimes you're justified to feeling that way, but with BPD, we sometimes feel it a lot more intense and it lasts a lot longer, right? So the intensity and the duration, check that too. For example, someone cut, cut in front of you on the road. Irritation fits the facts, but road rage does not. So you're allowed to be irritated for a little bit. Again, duration and intensity is something to take into consideration, but that would fit the facts. Someone cut you off, you're a little bit irritated. But road rage, that does not fit the facts. So an emotion is justified when your emotion fits the facts. Step three, identify and describe your action urges. What is it that you want to do? How is it that you want to act? Or what is it that you don't want to do, right? Sometimes it's avoiding things. Step four, ask wise mind. Is expression or action on this emotion effective in this situation? If your emotion does not fit the facts, or if acting on this emotion is not effective, then you go to step five, six, and seven. So sometimes it is justified to act on that emotion. But what what if it's not? Or what if it's ineffective? Step five, identify opposite action to your action urges. So if you want to attack, gently avoid. Step six, act opposite all the way to, to your action urges. And step seven is repeat acting opposite to your action urges until the emotion changes. 
So again, just to review it, how to do opposite action step-by-step is to identify and name the emotion. Two is check the facts. Three is identify and describe your emotion, action, urges. Four, ask wise mind. Does it fit the facts? And is it effective? If it does, cool. If it doesn't, you continue on to step five, six, and seven, which is identify opposite actions, act opposite all the way, and then repeat acting opposite until the emotion changes or dies down a little bit. Let's do an example of opposite action. What emotion am I feeling and why? So let's say you're angry at your friend for canceling your dinner plans. You had plans with your friend, you were planning for it all week, you were excited, you knew what you're wearing, and you couldn't wait to meet her. And then she canceled on you. What is your gut response? Maybe yell at your friend? Maybe try to punish them in some way? Or maybe it's just going silent on them? That could be another way. Sometimes it could also be just like taking all that anger and just leaving it inside you. It's bubbling up inside you and you feel like you're going to explode. What is opposite action? Probably to politely tell your friend that you understand and things happen and that you'll talk to them later. If you're really angry, you don't want to have a conversation with them then, right? Tell them nicely that you're going to talk to them later. And then plan a different date if you wish or leave it up to them. Try to be nice. How will the opposite action change your emotions? Well, because you are nice to them and you didn't start arguing or or attacking them, they will likely be kind to you in return. And when they're going to be kind to you in return, will cause your angry feelings to subside. So what did we do? We said, what emotion am I feeling and why? What is my gut response? What is the opposite action? And then how will my opposite action change my emotions? So once you have learned to lean into your emotions, which is location, where do you feel it, expression, what is your facial and body language expressing, action urge, what is your emotion urging you to do, and name, naming the emotion, you need to respond. R-E-S-P-O-N-D is the acronym to respond to them skillfully. R, regulate, be willingly skillful. E, express, I feel, I feel angry, I feel sad, I feel hurt. I feel betrayed. I feel frustrated. S. Snap judgment. Identify the thought that triggered the emotion. What was it? Was it, I feel abandoned. I'm trying so hard and I'm not getting results. I'm afraid people will leave me. I'm afraid to get hurt. Identify what triggered it. P. Participate skillfully as use skills to reduce the intensity, like opposite action. O is opposite action. Do the opposite of your action urge. If it's unjustified, if you check the facts and it doesn't fit the facts, or if your response will be ineffective, then you do opposite action. N, nurture and validate. That's an important one. Self-soothe and acknowledge how it affected you. My friend did not show up for dinner. She canceled the dinner plans. It's okay to self-soothe and acknowledge, yeah, I was angry. Now, it's not okay to to burst out into hurtful uh, remarks to them, but it's okay to acknowledge it. And D, And this is vital. This is key. Don't forget this one is discharge the emotion. Let it out by talking, by vigorously exercising, by journaling. Whatever works for you is let that emotion out. Don't bottle it in. Don't just leave it boiling inside you, especially if it's anger. It's just going to hurt you. Well, so this is it for emotion regulation for now. Um, Of course, there is a lot more to talk about in emotion regulation, but... I thought this would be a helpful skill 
for all of us and I felt like sharing it. So thank you so much for being with us today and I really appreciate each and every one of you who are listening to the podcast, to the episodes, who are part of this community for supporting me. It means the world to me. So thank you so much for myself and from Fluffy. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for joining us on today's BPD Bravery Show. If you've enjoyed it, then like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure to tune into our show every Monday and Friday. And remember, you are so much more than your BPD.